Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, how's it going? It's actually been a very long time that I've gone solo on a podcast um, just by myself. You know, I've had interviews. Actually, today I was supposed to have an interview, but it got pushed back. So stay on, be on the lookout for that one. And it's it's probably somewhat related to this topic that I just feel like I'm getting all these questions on text, on TikTok, you know, people asking different questions, talking about technologies. Like I'm actually looking at some of them right now. Uh, and it's like, Okay, there, there's, I think the core of what complicates the industry, clinical research, is like the further we remove ourselves from interacting with the patient, and I know we're not supposed to say patient care in research, but you can still care for your patients even if they're research trial participants, which is what the good sites do. They care. I know it's not the right word to use, it's experimental, but the good sites, they care about their patients. And I think that ideal, it's our North Star in the industry, um, but it gets lost in the noise, mainly decentralized clinical trials. Um remote site monitoring, risk-based monitoring now. Um, and then just the whole industry, like the, the ecosystem, which I love. I mean, it's created like such tremendous opportunities for people to be CRAs, for people to be remote site monitors, in-house CRAs, um, you know, tech vendors. I mean, let's, let's get into like the tech vendors too. Like I'm going to do a short video on IRT. What is an IRT? That's something that's basically relatively new 
in clinical research, you know, you used to have all these different portals, IWRS, then you had the patient reported outcome portal, then you had EDC, they're kind of starting to all integrate together. And now we get eSource and eReg, like all that stuff is good, but we're getting lost. That's creating its own ecosystem independent of patient care, patient interaction, right? Like, so if you take, for example, ePro, Electronic Patient Reported Outcomes, it's literally in the name of what it is. It's patient diaries, patient reported outcomes. The problem is the people that work for these companies that make these ePros and the people who found these companies, the founders, they've never experienced, they've never actually dealt with a patient in their lives. And and I know some do, and they might have unique uh, situation where they have had patient interaction and experience, but I think it's rare. It's few and far between. And I, I actually think this will, this will never be possible, but if I had my wish, it would be that anybody who wants to do anything in this industry needs to have patient interaction experience, whether at a site or at a clinic that doesn't do research, but like a healthcare clinic, just somebody like anybody who wants to work in this industry should have direct patient interaction, not focus groups or learning. Like, you know, there's every day I get a message from a tech vendor. Hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you around how to make light. Here's one I got just today. All right. I'm interested in understanding how your clinic workflow and how software can help streamline it. In addition to being a lead for a clinical trial, I'm also a graduate in um, computer science. I was wondering if I could talk to you to get some ideas on how to improve your clinic workflow. And my response is like, and this is like every day I get something similar to this. I said, this is such a complicated issue. I honestly do not think there is a solution as every protocol is so complex and different from the rest. So like if, if this person, and maybe they did, but I don't think so. If this person worked at a research site as a coordinator for even six months, even three months, right? Even one month, my, let's use my CNA as an example. She just one month into it. You would understand a study coordinator's problems and study coordinator's workflow. And the thing about the thing that makes being a study coordinator so interesting is that every day is different. At least if you're out at the smaller clinics where you're wearing more hats than one and you're not that streamlined, every day is different. You have some days where patients come in, you have other days where you're dealing with monitors. You have other days where you're preparing for patient visits. You have other days where you're preparing for monitoring visits. You have other days where you're preparing for new studies. You have other days when you're closing out studies. There's all kinds of different workflows going around. So for somebody from a vendor, or even in this case, like maybe a biotech company, to be in the shoes of the coordinator, I think we would have better study design it may not be the study design sponsors want, but if they don't want to be 90% delayed on recruitment for every single study, it would behoove them to do this. Now, whether they want to or not, it's a whole different question because they're trying to squeeze a lot of juice from 
a single orange, um, I think we would have less friction in the industry. And I actually think we would have more participants in the industry. But what you have is like so many different silos. You have vendors that just focus on e-pros and what, how can we help sites, you know, with these things? Well, sites just want these things to work sites like coordinators. Now that I'm more hands-on again, I'm helping set up e-pros and we've used now five different vendors, five different studies, five different vendors in the last 10 months. And they all have their own challenges. Yes, some are a little better than others, but at the end of the day, they're all the same thing. The patient either downloads an app on their phone or goes on a computer and goes to some web-enabled browser and they answer surveys every day, every 10 days. That's where it varies. Now, there's a lot of issues with that. First of all, from our experiences, compliance is across all age range is a is an issue. If you want daily surveys, daily patient reports from these tools, somebody at the site, and let me give you a, the answer for who that somebody is, it's a research coordinator or a research assistant, has to micromanage in addition to everything else that coordinator has to do, they have to micromanage this patient answering these surveys every day. It's not as simple as logging in and saying, hey, I see you didn't do it. Let me figure out a way to text this patient from the system because if the patient really wants to ignore it, they're going to ignore it. So they have to usually end up calling the patient, emailing the patient multiple times Oftentimes, the patients are having technical issues. So now the coordinator has to be like an IT support as well over the phone when that's not their core competency. Even though, yes, we get trained at the SIVs on how to use these tools, they're tools at the end of the day. Like, not every patient is going to be comfortable using these tools. So, paper diaries comes in. So now we're going back, but that eliminates the whole industry of ePro that eliminates the DCT, decentralized clinical trial movement. Don't even get me started on that. Um, ePro is one thing, but to just do everything directly from the patient's house, it sounds really good on paper, but these patients, they actually like, they interact with clinicians. They interact with coordinators on a daily basis. It, it's their health, right? It's not, you can't just replace someone's clinician with technology. There's a rapport they built. 90% of the patients at my site come from my PI database. Why? Because they have a rapport with the PI. So if the PI recommends they do a study with me, they're going to most likely do a study with me as opposed to some algorithm in the sky flagging, identifying this patient and telling them, hey, you know what, like there's a study going on in your area. So there's a lot of variables and I, you know, we can get lost. We could get lost in the sauce and we could get lost in the idea of technology and how to advance the industry forward. But we still haven't, in my opinion, we haven't figured out the fundamentals. So it'd be like in basketball, like teaching someone to slam dunk or teaching someone to do like a crossover before we teach them how to do a free throw 
or teach them how to make a layup. And we haven't mastered that part yet. So this is an interesting industry because the tech, the tech is there, but our industry is still very mysterious to the average Joe or Jane. And even after COVID, maybe even more so after COVID. So I think that the further removed you are from direct to patient care or interaction, the harder it is going to be for you to understand the day-to-day problems that sites have, let alone day-to-day problems that patients have. So what a lot of these sponsors and tech vendors rely on is feedback from sites on how they can make better products for patients. But the problem is when the sites tell them the answers, they don't listen because it's against their interest to do something like that. Like if you asked the majority of sites, hey, you know what, what would be better for your patient uh, as far as their diaries or their patient reported outcomes? It would honestly be eliminate the remote patient reported outcomes and just have them do it when they're in the office, because that's the only way we can control them doing it. Once the patient leaves my site, I lose control over what that patient's doing. Yes, I can call them and text them, but now I run the risk of annoying that patient and having that patient drop out of the study because I'm annoying them. So I think like the answer is actually, let's bring these patient reported outcomes in-house. If you want to use laptop, you can. We have no problems doing electronic patient reported outcomes when the patient's in our office. Somebody actually sits with the patient at a laptop, they sign in, they help them sign in, and then boom, it's right there. As opposed to going home and like they're doing 10,000 other things. And by the way, a lot of our patients work full-time jobs. So they have a lot on their mind also in addition to being in a trial. So I think a lot of these protocols are way too complex, way too burdensome. I don't think that's going to change, but I think like this push for technology is just going to enhance these problems more. Like it's not going to reduce these problems. It's going to increase these problems. I'm a huge fan as a site owner of eSource and eReg. But I think the reason why it works is because patients don't have anything to do with the eSource and eReg. It's the coordinators. And if you teach a coordinator eSource and eReg, they're just going to learn that that's going to replace paper. So that can help remote site monitoring. That can help risk-based monitoring. That helps with things like data entry, potentially in the future where everything's integrated. I am happy. One of the areas where I am happy, and that is one of the parts of this industry, like the tech side, where I, I do see progress is on the integration of the data and on the integration of the portals. So with IRT, and I'm going to try to do a four-minute video on what an IRT is, because a lot of people are confused. Um, But I I do like the way the industry is headed on that side of things. I don't think, I don't think it's doing very good for the patients um, to have everything electronic and decentralized, because you lose control of what the patients are able to do. Now, perhaps you can do a completely decentralized clinical trial, and then send a coordinator like to the patient's home 
and have them do a diary. But then again, you're going to send somebody to the patient's home every day. That's probably more less cost effective than just paying a PI to manage a site and have the patient come to the site. And from my experiences, patients don't actually have, I could be in a unique situation, but I've been in a big city, LA, Orange County. Now I'm in a smaller city, Yuma, Arizona. Patients don't really have, like, they don't really mind coming in the site to do a study. What they do have problems with, big or small city, is eight-hour visits or six-hour visits. Uh, what they do have a problem with as well is daily patient surveys, whether they're in-person or remote. They do have a problem with those things. Um, you got to remember, most of these studies, the patients are taking some kind of investigational product. So for them to just to dose it at the right time is difficult enough for some patients to remain compliant. But now you want to jam like dozens of patient reported outcomes because it's good ROI for your study. You know, it's going to cause a lot of deviations. It's going to cause a lot of patients to withdraw. So it's going to, you're going to lower retention at sites. There's a lot of problems with these technologies that, um, especially when it comes to patient, patient uh, reported outcomes and the technology that directly involves the patients that on paper is supposed to make everything go smoother, but in reality, it doesn't. And I just have a feeling that the industry is going to make like some progress and then take some steps back, like three steps forward maybe four steps back until we could maybe get to three steps forward, three steps back, and maybe like in a decade or two, we can actually advance. But right now we're, I feel like we're in the pain point of like figuring out all these, all these, you know, decentralized, how to make everything easier for patients. And I think the ideal is good, but I think what we're actually losing in the process is what we're actually trying to gain by doing all this is to make the experience for the patients easier. What I'm seeing is we're making the experience for the patients tougher by having more complex protocol. I didn't even talk about the stricter inclusion exclusion criteria. That's not going to do much to help with diversity in research. Let me tell you that. Um, so there's like the text good, but I think we're losing sight of the real issue. And that's at the end of the day, it's about patient care. Yes, it's experimental, but you can still care for your patient nonetheless. And the further removed you are from direct patient interaction, the more confused you're going to be and potentially the more problems and newer problems you're going to bring to the industry in our quest for decentralization. So just my little rant, I don't know. It's a response to several texts I get on a daily basis and just felt like making this quick little video podcast. Let me know what you think about all this. I know it's going to be very interesting to see the responses, the feedback. Let me guess. Most sites are going to agree with me and most sponsors are going to think it's interesting, but still push for what they want. And most vendors are going to be either shocked or completely disagree with me. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, there is no right or wrong. This is 
for all of us. We're all patients at some point. So this is this progress that we that we're going to make. We truly do have to make it together. It's not just something that's cliche. So like, subscribe, comment, share. <laughs> Hopefully you're still subscribed and let me know what you think. Catch you later. Bye-bye.